when we are like stripped bare at our like rawest moment of like everything's going wrong, you mm-hmm. know what you are passionate about. Mm-hmm. And like you said, going back to that shadow work thing, get back in touch with your inner child, your, your inner teenager, mm-hmm. you from two years ago, just check in with the past version of yourself and say like, what are we doing? Is this yeah. exactly where we want to be? And if it's, if it's not exactly where we want to be, can we still get there? Yeah. And kind of enjoy this moment for what it is yeah. on the way. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back to our podcast. Okay, have you been watching the Olympics at all? Um, If you count watching it at the bar at Chili's, <laughs> then yeah, I watched a little bit of uh, snowboarding. Okay. Okay. I'll get to that because we, we know if you know, if you know me, if, if you know, looking, you know, if you've been looking at my Instagram all week, that's all you I got to say, <laughs> you know what we're going to get to eventually. Okay. But like, I have a couple questions that I need answered and I don't know if you're going to be the right person to answer them. You did sports. I did. I did play sports. Yeah. You did sports. You did softball. Um, I'm not a sports person, so I don't know what anything is. What the fuck is the, um, the shuffleboard one, the fucking like is it the luge? No, that's not some, that's something different. The luge is the one on the scary I sleds, right? Don't get winter sports. I don't know. Is that the one where they like broom you know, the, the ice? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> like they're swiffering. Like I did not realize that my mom basically is an Olympic qualifier for like swiffering a fucking floor to make it smooth. Like basically my yeah. mom is an Olympic athlete. Basically Mother Teresa should have a gold medal. Because I don't, I don't know what that one's called, but I always thought that one was so odd because I don't I see like, how that's a sport. Why? I was like, why are they like, why, why are they dusting the ice? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. I how... get it to make the thing go farther, but like, mm-hmm. how is that a sport? Also, how is ski jumping a sport? I mean, I get it. I get it. I couldn't do it myself, but ski how do you jumping? What do you mean? Yeah. Like you go, have you not seen it? Oh my no, god! Are you talking it about looks, like doing jumps on skis? No, like they like go down like a mountain and then like there's like a cliff where like they shoot off of it and they like do like the double McTwist twelve sixty. So it's like dive. It's like diving, but on skis. Yeah, like you know, like okay, like you know when you go to a water park and they have the water slide that shoots you off like to a pool, like a Blizzard Mountain or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like that, but you're on skis and then when you go up in the air, you have to like do like fucking like somersault backhand spring kind of shit and then land perfectly right yeah let's just break both of our legs really how, fast exactly how the fuck do you find out that you're good at that i don't, you don't understand you become you're not you're and you're not just good at that you have to become good at that and you have to also like you just fall off a cliff some, one day you have to be somewhat psychotic to think <laughs> hmm i'm gonna just go over this jump and do a backflip with some skis on and hope i don't break my hip bone and my backbone like, do you and, just like fall off a cliff one day and like just stick the landing like is that how it happens maybe these kids were just like gymnasts just, like they were just gymnasts when they were like, kids the slalom makes sense like you have to go through like the different like paths and like oh all the yeah, different things. yeah 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 the like downward free ski like where you're going like super fucking fast that makes sense snowboarding half pipe that makes sense 
it's skateboarding on fucking snow. I like, am. I am very proud of you for knowing the names of all of these, though, because I'm over you. here like don't know the names. I, know I am Alpine really, skating. really, 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 really sad. I missed the ice skating, though. Yeah, I mean, basically, that is just like us, like two people trying to convince us if they've had sex or not. I feel that like. is my, like, fa- <laughs> but that's my favorite thing to watch. That and the pretty. that and the snowboarding. Like, okay, I do you love like it. couples? Do you like couples or do you like singles? No singles. Really. Mm-hmm. I like the couples. I like. I mean, I like watching skating. the couples too, but I just think I just think it's so beautiful. I think it is so just elegant, and I love everything about it. The outfits, the music, all of it. Low key, for some reason, when Gold Rush by Taylor Swift came out, I immediately like heard like I could see someone doing a figure skating routine to that song. Like just the way it sounds. Like I like I normally I'm a dancer, so like I normally try like I'm thinking of like different choreography all the time, like for different songs. But for that one I was like, no, this would be like I can just see someone like glide it just feels like you're gliding across air and I can just see a nice speaker skater. I think routine. I like it so much because Ice Princess with Hayden Panettiere was like such a and big Michelle iconic <laughs> an iconic Georgina. movie. An iconic movie of us like when we grew up. No, so Mom, I'm giving up your dream. It basically was I Tanya for kids. It was, but like that, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to be a figure skater. I literally like was like, mom, I have to go ice skating. And like we went ice skating. Could you ever ice skate? Yeah, I'm very good at it. I, I, oh. but I've skated my whole life, like roller skate, regular skate. I could roller skate. Could, and you would think because I inline skate, I could do roller, uh, ice skating. Nope. Fell on my ass really? so many times. I love it. It's so fun. But like, I mean, I also had a unicycle as a kid and did a pogo stick and skateboarded. I know you're in the Adams family, but like, damn, were you also in the circus family? <laughs> <laughs> also, one t- once upon a time, was in the circus. Um, yeah, no, I asked for a unicycle for Christmas one year. Why are you, were you not the unicycle girl on your college campus? Because we had a unicycle girl on my college campus. Um, because the tire was flat, and we ended up having to get rid of it. Like, we got rid of it like a couple years ago. Actually, imagine taking your. Pogo I tried stick. to ride it again. <laughs> Imagine I was really good on the class. pogo stick. I was really imagine really taking that good. to class though. Like that's your mode of transportation to class. It would take a long time to get anywhere on Appalachian's campus. Hey, could, you you could you imagine going up? Could you imagine going up all those hills? So that's more of like a coastal, coastal school kind of thing. Okay. okay. More like a like a very tiny, tiny, tiny a unicycle tiny up a mountain. Campus. Unicycle up a mountain. That should be a that should be a summer Olympic sport. Exactly. Who can unicycle to the highest elevation? So this LA. So the summer Olympics are going to be in LA in 2028, and I realized the other day I'll be 35 when they're here. Dude, wouldn't that be so cool if you could, like, go see an event? Yeah, I want to go see an event, but regardless, I'll be 35. Well, you'll be ending your Saturn return. Okay, well, bitch. Okay, really, we're tying to the episode into this? Really? That's what we're doing here? Okay. Anyways, um... Yeah, I really just had questions. Like, why, how does how do you get delusion? I mean, like, I think it's cool. It's fucking dangerous as shit. But like, how does one discover that they're a, that they have talent at that? Like, you don't. You, it's just like something that you want to try, and then you literally get good at it. Like, I wasn't just like born good at softball. I mean, I'm a fast runner, but like, I had to learn how to play the sport. So like, I think these people just find what an interest. Made you want to play softball? Well, I wanted to play baseball, but I wasn't allowed to. Because you couldn't play. you If you were a wow. girl, you couldn't play baseball. So wow. I had to play Sexist. softball. Well, we, live in a, we live in a misogynistic patriarchy. It's okay. It's okay. Softball is way cooler. <laughs> like the whole the whole wind up of looks, the pitch. I think it's also harder. Isn't it harder? Oh, 100% harder. The ball is huge. Like it, you have yeah. a bigger thing, to, bigger thing to hit 
and catch. And you're doing an underarm. You do a whole, which like it, I loved softball and I loved watching like different pitchers because everyone had a different mm-hmm. like pitch, like routine that they did. And so it was so cool. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. I think it was, I, everyone's so like funny though. They're like, you are not like, you don't like seem like a softball player. Like everyone always pegged me as like a cheerleader. And I was like, no. Like, that was not my thing. Mm. I would have been a, t- no, I would have I mean, been a don't terrible. Don't me as a softball player. Yeah, they were like, you don't really seem. And I was like. Because you playing soccer. Absolutely not. I was terrible. The one, <laughs> the one opportunity as a kid. Okay, when I was in third grade, I played on a co-ed team at the YMCA. And um, I was terrible at soccer. I got like. I got, like, elbowed in the nose, had to use, like, a juice box as an ice pack kind of thing. Like, I got beat up because I was playing with, like, girls and guys, and we were just, like, ready to get it in the goal. The one opportunity that I had to score a goal, the freaking third grader goalie was standing in the goal oh with his God. heels touching. So, like, his feet were, like, sideways, but he literally, like, his heels were touching. So there's literally a triangle of where his feet were. And I kicked it right in the middle mm-hmm. of his feet. I could, kicked it to him instead of into the huge goal that was behind him. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And then I also played basketball. Um, I was not very good as a basketball player, but I'm very good at shooting. Like, I'm, I'm really good at, like, shooting basketball. Um, like, when I play horse. I like watching basketball. Mm, I don't like watch. I don't like right. watching any sports except for baseball and softball. <gasps> See, you wouldn't think. That's the thing. You wouldn't think that I like watching base, basketball. Like, I love watching basketball. I'm a basketball fan. Um, but uh, when it comes to playing any sports, I'm sorry. I'm not there for you. Uh, I, I do not play sports. I am not athletic. I can dance. And I did dance and ballet all my life. But, you mm-hmm. know, you put me on uh, a field and um, I'm dead. You put me on hardwood floor and I'm great. Not the ones that are in a gymnasium the ones that are in yeah. a studio the only other thing i did was run track and i do you yeah, track i ran ah. track my freshman year of high school and my first oh, meet, i didn't know you then my first meet i was running the 500 meter and i tripped and fell and popped my hip out of place and sprained my ankle and was out for the rest of the season <laughs> yay so um also i'm a klutz like when i did gymnastics Literally, <laughs> my balance thing. is off. It's really off recently, so like probably should get that checked out. But yeah, I did gymnastics, but I was um, I didn't enjoy oh, it as I much. Loved I loved it because so I could. Fun. Well, I did it just so I could learn to do acro, which is a form of dance. Mm-hmm. Like in dance, like you're able to like, like what they did so on dance. Moms. Dance now is incorporate. Yeah, <laughs> annoyingly, so much dance now because of dance moms is incorporating more acro into their dance routines, and I. I mean, I fucking did point and like ballet and shit like that. Like you don't do that kind of stuff. It's more in contemporary modern dance that you're doing that. And so in order to keep up with that, cause I stopped doing ballet, um, and wanted to get better at modern and contemporary dance. Like I had to learn how to do acro and I was like, I don't fucking like, like this. This isn't dance. This isn't artistic. Um, and like now I would, I would love to be able to do a cartwheel and I can't. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Good times, man. Sports. But Sean. I say all of this. <laughs> my captivation if it's Sean White like let's let's talk about it okay like let's forget that I've ever sent for any other ginger man in my life because I haven't if you think I have a reset from your fucking memory like fucking men in black that shit I have ne- never sent for another ginger man in my life Sean White is the only ginger man for me um I yes I'm aware he's dating Nina Dobrev and yes I think they're fucking adorable together however 
it is amazing what a haircut can do for a man. Like, let's get real. I think any man, when they get their hair freshly cut, is mm, hot. But, like, I've always thought Sean White was hot. Even when he had his long hair, I thought he was cute. And then he cut all off for the 2018 uh, Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, and I thought he was so good looking. And then he got the gold. And then I, let me tell you, this was his last Olympics, okay? Like, this is the last time he's ever competing, and I was like, I'm here for it. Like, no one, I don't think a lot of people realize how much I was, like, a fan of Sean White. I've always thought the half pipe was so cool because I think skateboarding is really cool. I always wanted to be a skateboarder, and I just failed. Um, and I also had no one to ever teach me, so I never got to do it. Otherwise, your bitch would have been out here on Venice Boulevard with her little penny board. <laughs> just sk- picturing like, you, skateboarding. like, skateboarding to the coffee shop. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to like skateboard to class and college. Yeah, I wanted to do that over riding a bike, but like I didn't have anybody to teach me. Like I didn't have any friends that did it, and so I didn't have any brothers either that did it. So like I never got to learn, but I always wanted to learn. Um and so yeah, that's why I really like loved watching him. I just think it's awesome and just amazing watching him do all the flips and like the double McFlurry shit um that makes me want to make flurry <laughs> for mcdonald's but their ice cream machine's probably broken so yeah so i was so excited to watch it i watched the qualifiers on tuesday night and like homeboy fell during his first run and i was like so upset i'm over here tweeting like i need every other man in this fucking competition to fall straight on their face so sean white can qualify and sure enough they started doing that they started falling straight on their face and then he was able to qualify but he had a, and when it came to the finals, he had a great first run. He had a great second run. And he wasn't introducing any new tricks. And that was the thing. There were so many other competitors like Scotty James. Um, that's the only other name I can think of at the moment. There was another guy from Sweden and there was another guy from Tokyo that was killing it. And like, it just trying to keep up with all them, they're introducing new tricks. Like, when he's doing like a, like a, like a routine that he's always done before. I mean, Here's the thing with with the half pipe snowboarding. When they mention the numbers, like you have the fourteen forty, you have the uh, like his signature move is the double McTwist twelve sixty. The higher the number is, the more complicated the turn is, the more complicated the trick is, and you're also trying to leverage getting height because the more height you get, the more like you can do and the better landing you'll have and then like you know faster pace and all this shit i have never gone snowboarding a day in my fucking life but i know all very, this shit very um, difficult i've been i've been twice oh trust me i that's it's, why I'm, i i took a lesson yeah. the second time and i should have taken one the first time but once you get it it's really fun it is also very terrifying at the same time oh i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure that's how people start getting to the ski jump thing because they're just like well i'm great at jumping off cliffs yeah well i so I've, we're just gonna yeah, go I've with like it and make a career my whole out of life it. and so like i wanted to try snowboarding because i think snowboarding is cool and i definitely want to keep mm-hmm. trying because it's really really fun but i thought it was gonna be way easier than it actually was so i was kind of disappointed <laughs> oh no I watched I watched enough Johnny Tsunami to know that you know Johnny starting to snowboard is not easy. I remember as that. It looks because oh <laughs> he was a surfer. I first. remember well enough mm-hmm. to know. Yes, and he thought he could transfer those skills over to snowboarding, not even though everybody else in his school was a skier. It's not the same, bruh. Like you're not waxing your board the same. I don't fucking know. Uh, but uh, yeah, he goes into his final round and he fucking falls. And I literally screamed. I was like, no, I was so heartbroken because I mean, realistically, did I think he would probably get gold? No, because of the fucking competition. I thought maybe he would at least get bronze. I wanted him to medal at least um, and be on the podium. But uh, he got fourth. 
It's okay. He is still like, literally the whole everybody else there like has looked up to him like their whole life. Like they're eighteen years old and they like Sean White's thirty five and like that's not old, but like he is one of the oldest like snowboarders. And it's also sad because it was his last like competition ever and he was crying, I think, because of you know, all that accumulated and everything. But um I I mean just to think that the sport is only getting more intense and more creative because he changed it and made it that way in a way. So I think that that is really inspiring. And I mean, I don't think we'll, I don't think this is a last we'll see of him at the Olympics. Like I hope he comes back as like a, an announcer um, because God, the fucking announcers this time were awful. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see him come back like as a commentator or like, you know, even that's like a coach for the new, um, generation of the for the usa team i think he'd be great at doing that uh so even though i don't know i don't know i just think it'd be i just really love him and i want to see him do more i know that he's not gonna like stop snowboarding yeah. but he's stopping it professionally and he's just one celebrity i think it'd be so fucking chill to meet and just you know my fellow ginger king basically yeah i just true <laughs> I like told my friends, told my friends who own a coffee shop in Venice. I was like, yo, so if you ever see Sean White in here, let a bitch know. And they're like, what do you want me to do? Like hold him down and tell him that his chai latte is taking too long or something. I was like, yes, basically. So I have time to get down there or just get a photo for me. Um, and I'm not usually like into athletes, but like there's just something different oh about Sean gosh. White. Yeah. Well, that's a great, <laughs> great but him and Nina Dobrev are so cute. It's very fitting for the Olympics and yeah. all the things. So, mm-hmm. like, I convinced so many women this week from my Instagram story that Sean White was hot. They were like, "Wow, I didn't realize how much of a glow up he had." I'm like, "Yeah, don't be hating on my Ginger <laughs> King. Y'all be making fun of me because I liked him, and now look at him. Now y'all thirst trapping for him. That's mm-hmm. So funny. Mm-hmm. I see how it is. But I'm just glad that 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 is my gold medal is that I was able to convince other women the Sean that White join club, <laughs> the White team. Yeah." I love it. It's fine. It's so funny. It's great. My captivation is not something I normally would choose. Well, it's just like kind of random, but also not. It is Krispy Kreme's Valentine's donuts with the cream filling. They got cookies and cream, cream filling, cake batter, chocolate. And then there's some like strawberry one that I'm not really, really, really. You know, they have the cake batter and chocolate one year round. The cookies and cream is to die for. Okay. I, don't I don't care. fucking live near Krispy Kreme. That is my <laughs> captivation, is literally the Valentine's donuts at Krispy Kreme because they're so delicious. And yeah, that's, I'm, I'm just, I'm really excited for Valentine's this year. We're not really doing anything, but I just think it's such a happy holiday. And well, for some people, um, but also, but yeah, also, say, speaking like, it for doesn't yourself. have to be a relationship thing. Like, you can celebrate it with whomever you please. And I'm a big, mm-hmm. I'm this a big Valentine's in a girl too. Hello, how many how many years have we done Valentine's? Oh, goodbye. Um, True. Thank yes. you. Yeah, thank I know you. we are the gals guy. But like we I, but like as a speech yes. therapist too. Like I love Valentine's because oh it's so it's so cute. Like I've given all my. Um, little clients like a little valentine's gift it's like a little eraser or a bubbles it's like have you ever had a valentine like not like 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 your boyfriend like has anybody ever asked in you like to be elementary their school i feel like in elementary school kid. definitely so mhm mhm 
It's blank Valentine's Day. He has to be your Valentine's Day. He has to be it. He's literally my fiance. I'm marrying him. I have a he box still in the hallway ask. that's my Valentine's Day. He should gift. still I have no ask. idea what it is. So, well, he won't. He, he but should that's still okay. ask. <laughs> I'm going to text him after I get off this. But like, ask Hannah to be your fucking Valentine bitch. Was well, a Monday and in our, in it's our a city, Monday, our too. very small city. It is today. Happy Valentine's it's Day, today. gals. Um, in our small city, everything was already like <laughs> all the reservations are gone, which is totally fine. But I want to take him to. In your little small city, I've been fucking Los Angeles. They I have know. like fucking I know. like six course I know. menus. But I want to take him for Valentine's sometime Day. next week or like the week after um, on a little date night to Moselle's, the one of our like mm-hmm. favorite restaurants here. So, so mm-hmm. we shall see. Yeah, I don't have any plans. Yes, for you Val- do. I don't have yes, any plans you do. for Valentine's Day because this is my plan. Day. What? And I freaking forgot her name. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Yes, I have your I have your plan for you because this is what Blaine and I are doing. We're going to get takeout and we're going to watch Ali Wong's new special coming out on Valentine's. Oh, she's a new special. Yes, oh, it's cute. called Don Wong. Oh, cute. Okay, yeah, I'll watch that. Okay, whatever that means. But it's on Valentine's Day on Netflix. Okay, so cool. that I'll is our plan. That. So, yes, okay. yes, and we're going to see Eliza next month. I'm so excited. Okay. It's a comedy, a comedy month. I'm so, I'm so, I'm yeah, so excited. <laughs> but yeah, that's my captivation. Krispy Kreme donuts. I know you don't have a Krispy Kreme everywhere, cool. but if you do. Don't sleep on them because they're delicious. Well, today's probably the last day they can get them. Today so. is the last day. I'm so sorry. But you can also go get their um, cream-filled donuts at any other time. You just won't have cookies and cream in the other one that I don't remember what it is. Strawberry something. Unless, yeah. I think it's so. like strawberry cheese. If you're listening to this right cheese. now, go, go stop what you're now. doing. Stop what you're doing. Uh, go treat go yourself. Go to cream. And then go to Trader Joe's and get you some flowers. Send some to me. Yeah. We'll send you a box. I don't know if you can do hey. that. I don't think you can do that. What? You should be able to. I'm pretty sure they'd be stale. <laughs> You're like, tomato, yeah, tomato. It's okay. I can put it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, gals. But before we get into today's episode, we're so excited to have Lauren on. We are going to do some housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod and also on our personal social media pages. Mine is at Emily Elise. That is A L E E C E. And. And. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice little touch there. Um, Uh And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And then if you're listening on Spotify, you can now give us a like five-star review. So please do that. Hit that follow button. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button and give us a little review and some stars. It really helps us out and we really appreciate it. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All 
Alrighty, gals. So zooming into the home studio today, we have our very own in-house, the Gals Guide Astrologer, joining us for a hot episode. She's an astrologer, a writer, and a cosmic guidance counselor. She has over 230,000 followers on TikTok, and you guys loved her when we had her on last time. Everyone, please welcome Miss Lauren Ash, aka Lunar Lilacs, like your former name. We're going but through a bit of a rebrand this it's year. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we all are. I mean, that kind of is like on brand for the topic, the topic. that we're going to talk about today. Yes, so it's, a, it's very Saturn fitting. Return. Yes. But before we get into all of that, first off, one, we loved having you on the first time. I mean, I feel like your astrology episode that we did with you originally, it's probably one of our best episodes that we've done. And it answered like so many questions that I know Hannah and I both had as well as our listeners. And so I'm hoping that that's what we can do again today because astrology, like it's not as complicated as I think a lot of people think it could be, but there's just so much information that people get overwhelmed with as well. Yeah. And I think the big thing is it's like how much of it is technical versus personal interpretation. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think where a lot of people get lost. So like, especially with a Saturn return, everyone knows it's bad, but why Mm -hmm. and when is it and Mm -hmm. how do you calculate and all the technical stuff that you know, you can't learn on a Twitter thread. So (laughs) excited to be here (laughs) and kind of shed some light on that. But before we kind of get into all of that, because we have a ton of questions, you asked your listeners, we asked our listeners, like we have a ton for you, but before we get into all that, we got to ask, what are you currently captivated by? Um, I'm really feeling therapy recently. It's just hit the spot. Um, I've been going for a while, but recently it's just hit the mark. So if you're considering therapy... I recommend it. <laughs> we highly encourage therapy here. Hot on this girls podcast. get hot girls get therapy. Twenty exactly. I ad- added like a question to my hinge profile where it was like, what green flags do you like look for? And I yes. added your therapist and the <laughs> amount of guys who have referred me like, like they're like, Larry is a, he's a great like, psychologist. Like <laughs> he's taking people referral. right now. <laughs> looking for new patients. Do you need one? It's, it's like, like you and I didn't work out, but I'm going to check out this Larry thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe I can rely on this man. <laughs> also, I want to have a, like a session with Larry to see like where he's like not going right. Honestly, it's right. a great way to vet a psych to see like if, you know, things <laughs> right, are working this out. Is the guy helping the guy I'm supposed to be dating, like how good is he? How good is And then he? how good is this relationship going to be? Because <laughs> if you're a narcissist and you're in therapy, buddy, you need to, you need to let that person go. They ain't They're just the learning new tricks at that point. <laughs> Truly, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I dated a guy who his mother was a psychiatrist and he was oh. a narcissist. I'm like, she just literally like trained to you. do the narcissistic guidebook. It's crazy. like the Jason Bourne of <laughs> <laughs> the Jason Bourne. Oh my God. God. But uh, so we're here to talk about Saturn returns. Yes. Okay. What the heck is it? Should people be afraid of it? Are they going to die? Part of me wants to say, no, they're not going to die. But also the 27 club is a real fucking thing. Yes. Yes. And I didn't realize that until like, before we got on here, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. Cause I'm not 28 yet. Okay. I've got some yeah. And you are a singer and, and a I'm a singer and a songwriter. So, so I'm just like, stay yes. away from white lighters. Like, yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. 
they just match my aesthetic so well. <laughs> and truly, honestly, that was like my big celebration when I turned 28 was I did it. I'm not a member of the 27 club. Mm-hmm. I made it. We're good. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah. A, a Saturn return, it's a, it's a, a few things. So the first thing to know is that when any planet returns, to the place in the sky it was at the same time it was in your birth chart. That's what a return is. It's essentially created an entire rotation. So every planet obviously uh, rotates around the sun at a different speed. So with Saturn as being one of the outer planets, it takes roughly 29 years to do it, which is why uh, the midlife crisis, the quarter life crisis rather, the Mm -hmm. 30s, a lot of times the 27 club, it starts around uh, 27 and then until the exact date of your Saturn return, you kind of feel like the slow march of like, something's going on, something's happening here. Something's looming around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, and so Saturn really is a planet of tough lessons. It's a planet of structure. It's associated with Capricorn. And so it's around the age of 27 to 30 where you look around your life and go, is this my dream or somebody else's? Mm. Um, Am I, is the person I'm, dating for the last three years, really the person I want to be married to. Mm-hmm. So what Saturn really does when it returns to the place in the sky, it was in your chart. It says, okay, like checking in, you've got all this crap. Like how much of it do you want to keep? How much yeah. of it is actually working towards your larger goals? Because Saturn asks us to kind of constrict in life, kind of get rid of the bullshit so mm-hmm. we can focus on the adult stuff and really secure the future we want for ourselves. So Mm -hmm. it can feel like things are being taken away or everything's going wrong. But the reality is it's just a time of life where adulthood hits you like a ton of bricks. And depending on where Saturn is in your chart, that's the area of life. You'll really be experiencing that. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was something when I started seeing it like trending on TikTok and everything, I started like looking at like my friends who are like a little bit older than me, like in the, cause I'm 28 and I had some friends. I was dating a guy who was 31. Mm-hmm. And when he like was around 28, he got divorced. And then I had another friend who she also got divorced around the same age. She actually, no, she actually started graduate school. And then at 30, she got divorced. Oh my so God. she like went through a whole transformation. Yep. I moved to Los Angeles at 28 Hannah's like going to be 28 and getting married. Yep. So really like huge pivotal changes. And we're like subconsciously like just thinking like, oh no, like it's fine. But there's like a reason for the timing and everything. It's just, I think a lot of people also feel a lot more hopefully secure and like who they are at that time. And I'm sure that plays so much into it as well. Or they feel like, I mean, can that be a thing? Like if you feel like your life is like going great and everything and then at your Saturn return it just kind of like immediately takes off into like the positive or does it always have to go like to a negative route yeah that's a good question I am actually on the other side of my Saturn return now and so I could give you my because mine was a lot to do with my career Mm -hmm. and um my my daily structure so my Saturn's in the sixth house of Mm -hmm. my health my daily routine all of that stuff and so when I uh, was starting my Saturn return, it was right around when the pandemic kicked off. And then uh, my exact Saturn return, because your exact Saturn return is maybe a day or two. And it's kind of like the apex of the energy. And then you kind of feel the slope off. So I'm technically experiencing like 
the aftermath of the exact date. But so my first Saturn return was on January 27th of 2021. And I had just quit a job to get my, my biggest bet, like the, the adult job and all the adults in my life are like, you could work at this company for 40 years. Congratulations. And I was like, yes, that's adulthood. It was, it was a miserable job. And what is so funny is this whole time I had been doing the astrology thing behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I'd been like, I just want to quit and do this. And I had thought about not taking that job and just trying it. And I was like, no, I should just have a real job, like a real adult. Um, and spoiler alert, I'm self-employed now. So that's the other thing about a Saturn return. It's only as a tough as you resist it, right? Because I knew what I had to do the whole time. I kind of knew like the corporate life isn't for me. We moved back to uh, our hometown, a lot changed, but as long as I was holding on to that job thing, still feeling the crunch. And it wasn't until I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I know I need to. And the rest I need to worry about happen as it does. It was a lot easier. So I think a lot of people experience these issues because they're fighting to hold on to things, not even realizing that those are the things that are holding them back from things they can't even imagine yet. And so it's not till you let go of this crap that you're like, but I worked so hard that you can really open up a new door for yourself. So I think that's really the message with Saturn. It's like, you really need to pick what is important to you and don't hold on to any bulk or bullshit. We're looking at you, Hannah. I like that. Okay, I got some time. I'm just now 27, you know. <laughs> true, true. And it's like, I still got my fuck around years. <laughs> I, still, I can still do the corporate thing for a little bit longer and then branch and just, yeah. to do. It's like from like around 27 to like 30 something, correct? Yeah, so you actually, that's another thing that a lot of people don't know. So because Saturn takes 29 years to complete, you actually have three Saturn returns depending on how old you are. So the first is around your thirties. The second is around your late fifties to sixties. And then if you're blessed with old life, uh, in your eighties and Hannah, actually, what's very interesting, you are set to have three Saturn returns at the age of 88. <laughs> so you're going to be tearing up the nursing home. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be playing shows. She's going to literally be like, like the equivalent of Betty White. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Our Our Betty White. Our Dolly Parton. Oh, here we go. Singer. You know, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'll do it. I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take take, that role. You'll take the reins from her gladly. Yeah, gladly. You'll take that pressure from her. We love it. We love to see it. That's the thing. So, like, if you think about the first Saturn return, is the scariest because you've never done it before. Yeah. And then the second one happens around fifty-eight to sixty. You're past your midlife crisis. You're probably again. It's another moment, like culturally, that we signify as like people like get divorced, buy a Ferrari, move to France, yeah. whatever. Then you think about your eighties. Those are the people who've been alive so long. They'll just say anything. They're like, I've seen some <laughs> shit. They literally don't care. No. Yeah. So I've been through uh, it. I twice. don't care. <laughs> exactly. So it's like with each Saturn return, what you really need to think about is like Saturn comes in and takes away the clutter and brings in wisdom and maturity and clarity. So it's not fun. You know, everyone wants to be the kid who stays up all night eating ice cream, but you know, you don't get to retire early if you don't plan a little. Right. So trust me, my roommate is 23 
<laughs> and I feel more like a mother than I ever have. You're like, was I like that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like just the, she hasn't been jaded yet by the world. And Good there's so her. much spark and hope in her eyes. And I'm like, listen, child, just wait till you hit 25. You. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, dear one. <laughs> I mean, that it makes sense because I mean, I think stereotypically we always think of the midlife crisis. We always think of like the dad getting the Ferrari or yes. the woman, you know, jet setting the world and just taking care of her life. The eat, pray, you- love. Yes. Yes. Quitting your job and just, you know, like not wanting, I mean, my father, he literally around that age started building like furniture around yep. those. Yeah. So you, you start finding your passions. My mom left her job to open up her own business in her fifties. Like it makes so much sense. I think a lot of people also just neglect probably like their quarter life crisis because they're thinking, well, like, you know, that's just your twenties. Like it's just supposed to be hard, but there's mm-hmm. a significant like reason to it. And it doesn't like have to be something that you're like terrified of. Exactly. Even though I'm terrified at the same time. (laughs) Well, and the thing that I guess, I don't know if this is comforting or more existential, but it doesn't all hit you at once. It's a series of small fires Mm -hmm. over (laughs) two to three, but it's one of those things that the longer you're in it, even in the first version of my Saturn, I kept getting the same lesson over and over. And I remember so clearly journaling, I need to just quit my job so I can do the astrology thing full time. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to work the next day and be like, no, I have to do my job so I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. It was a snake snake eating its own tail. And it wasn't until I girl boss too close to the sun (laughs) and had the world's crappiest boss that I finally was like, I can't take this anymore. And I just, (laughs) so the thing is like, you don't have to get to that. I can't take this anymore moment. Like learn from my lesson. Like you don't have to cry in the bathtub. You can go, wait a minute. I think I might need to get a new job and just do that instead. And it's so hard. Cause I love my job and I love yeah. what I do. And like, I'm taking a new job in March, which is another new thing that has happened. And it's my dream job as a speech therapist. So it's like, I want to do this for a while. And then I'm okay to hand over the reins to someone yeah, exactly. else. So yeah. And do music. like And do time. music. That is, that is the ultimate dream. Um, but I am very much like you in the mindset of like, I feel like I need to do this in order to do that. Cause if I don't have the money, then I can't do that. And yeah. it's this like literal, just like circle of never ending. If I do this, then I can do this. And if I do that, then that'll happen. And yeah. I just feel stuck sometimes. So even like my producer, I've been sending him all these song ideas. He's like, when are you coming to Nashville? And I'm like, I don't know like when I can get vacation. <laughs> like when, when can I, <laughs> when I, I can know. get PTO, um, right. Let's just fly there for a Sunday. Like that's the kind of mood I'm in. I'm just like, I'm just going to come up for a Sunday and then do I'll come it. back home do and then go back to work. So that's what I would do. <laughs> that's it's what I'm planning. The, the older you get, the more you realize it's like, it's all so absurd and fake. And like, you could like, I, but after I quit, I talked to my husband and I was like, I'm just going to be an astrologer full time for the rest of my life. And he was like, maybe, maybe not. Well, who cares? We'll just see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why can't I have that attitude? But then again, his entire birth chart is Aquarius and Capricorn, which is all Saturn. <laughs> so, you know, I'm telling him like, I'm, I'm having a panic attack. I'm freaking out. And he's like, life's fucking yeah. hard, kiddo. I think it'll be fine. 
trying oh to get through God. this. Oh he was born an old man and he's like yeah. getting younger. <laughs> my roommate, her moon is Capricorn. The guy I just broke up with, he's, his moon was in Capricorn. Like I'm surrounded by a Saturn because like the guy that like also destroyed my life when I was 25 yeah. was an Aquarius. I'm haunted by these Saturn signs. Oh my they God. Will. My fiance is a Capricorn. Yep. So you get it. <laughs> he's like why are we stressed like what's going on you're like, like you're gonna make it you're gonna get through it you're making me anxious that's what he says you're making me anxious I'm like I'm yeah. so sorry you have a lot of why you have like a lot of water and fire feel like competing within you <laughs> meanwhile I'm like predominantly air and I'm just like let's just go and see where this takes us yeah just try this out like, be like if I can just outthink this situation I'll be yep. good to go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because like, that's my thing. I feel like Hannah has, even though like she's in the beginning of it, I feel like she has a very like stereotypical, like Saturn return situation coming up for her where mm-hmm. she, you know, where you want to be and change and stuff like that, because it is different than what you're set in right now. If that makes sense. Like you're in a nine to five job. You want to eventually be a musician. You also are getting married. Like it's traditional kind of changes. For me though, I mean, I, I, I know I moved to Los Angeles at, you know, 28, at 27, I made my first ever short film and, and graduated from grad school. And now I'm working in podcasting. Um, I mean, obviously I want to work in, want to have my own TV show. I want to write and be in TV and film, but what and I'm single what is what is supposed to happen for me yeah (laughs) I'm so so, I don't know like what my change is like you know like you said you wanted to quit your job and become a full-time astrologer and I'm trying to figure out like well what is mine gonna be be about yeah and so that's the thing that is so interesting is astrology is a map to look at and so the best way to connect the dots because only you really know that's Mm -hmm. the thing only you know your secret desires your secret dreams so um, prescriptively, I can only tell you where to look. So yes. your Saturn is in the fifth house in Aquarius. So let me pull it up. And so Saturn in Aquarius, Saturn likes being in Aquarius. Thankfully, again, it's very Saturn influenced, but it's a connection with society, with the culture, with higher ideals. And the fifth house is all about creativity. So it gives you a very deep concentration or blockage in the capacity of like self-expression. Like you feel Mm -hmm. there's a barrier between having the vision in your head and having it tangibly realized. And like, you almost feel like your desire to express yourself trips you up in the creative process. Like you almost get so in your head, you won't even... (laughs) let yourself make something until it's perfect up here. And so you need Ooh. to just like make a bunch of shit. You need to make some shitty art. Oh. How <laughs> many times have we talked about that? Writing every day, writing out the shit, writing you know, getting it out. Meanwhile, yeah, I don't, out, I never, stuff. yeah, I never write a first draft because I'm like, why would I just get the, make it the final draft? Like, just do it all at once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do it. Do it. You need to do it. I just took a song I wrote with my old producer, like before the pandemic and I'm rewriting it into a totally different song, Mm -hmm. but pulling from it. Amazing. It's the best thing I've ever done. So like, even if it is like not great, like being, you can pull from it later Mm -hmm. or you cannot even touch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It takes writing a bunch of crap to like see your own progress. 
Like you're that editing yourself sad. and like robbing yourself of the growth by True. not putting that's your art point. out there. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a good point. Cause you're not like, I'm not like measuring my growth. I'm not like visibly seeing it. And I am a visual person. Yes. So yeah, I think for me and I, every writer I know out there is like this where, I mean, the white page is terrifying to like look at and just wonder like where to start. But then also I like saying I have written. I don't sometimes like the actual process of writing. I just like saying yeah. I am a writer and I've written things, but yeah, I, I think that probably is true. Like where my biggest change is going to be. It's in my worth at my work ethic. And then just doing things that probably align more with where I want to be. I mean, I, I really, I I went to grad school at 25 for film and just said, fuck it. Why not? And then after I graduated, they were like, yeah, you know how like most people like get jobs in the industry by like fellowships, internships, things like that. You're not going to do that. They're like, you're just going to, you're the kind of person that's just going to make their own shit. And then that's how you're going to get recognition. And I'm like, yeah, great. I cool. have no external motivation to push me. Yep. Yep. I just I have, have to sit down and do it. <laughs> What's a deadline? What? Yep. No. <laughs> Well, that's, that's another thing that's really interesting about your Saturn placement too, is it's like looking at where it's positioned in your chart, you, your delays were probably like, I have to, writers live in LA, writers do like, there's this imposter syndrome feeling within yourself of like, Mm. you've created this life of like, this is what an artist does and where they live and what it looks like. And then when it's time to like, sit down and make art, there's the voice in your head that's like, look at you you think you're a little artist and it's like I am because I make things and that's all art is so it's this uh it's like this this constraint on your creativity you have a lot of creative ideas for Mm -hmm. your Saturn return you're probably going to want to focus on the one with the most potential that scares you the most and just Mm -hmm. tear it apart Mm -hmm. take the big monster and break it into smaller projects Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. I can tell you, like, with my center return, I deleted my website, I spent nights up redesigning things and scrapping it. It's like you have to destroy a bunch of crap as you're making it to find where you're ending up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think also, I don't don't know if air has anything to do with this either, like air sign placement, like for my creativity. I get so many ideas. And Hannah knows this. I text her all my ideas for different projects that... I feel almost like stuck in choosing which one to follow in a way. And it was recently that I had an idea for a pilot that was inspired by like female friendships, this podcast, men and different things like that. And there was something like when I came up with the idea of it, I was like, Ooh, that feels like something that could go yes. somewhere. Can I and I had, I had that feeling. Yes. So I read a book called The Artist's Way. I believe this is the book. Are you I got reading? it. Yeah, I got okay. it. Yeah, it's over there. <laughs> There's a concept in there that um, creative ideas exist just all through the universe and they're looking for people to channel them through. And if an idea strikes you so right that you're like, this feels too on the nose, mm-hmm. you have to go after it because mm-hmm. if you sit on it too long, if you wait too long, it's going to leave you and find someone who's going to write that book or paint that painting or make that show. And 
I read, there's like an anecdote in there and I was like, wow, that it like creativity is an action. It is not sitting around waiting for inspiration to strike you. It is getting up early, writing shit, getting rejected, having a regimen. Yes. It's all of that stuff. And I, I think about that a lot when I'm like, I don't want to do anything today. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, don't let that idea run off to someone else who has a better work ethic. Go to the office. That's a oh my God, that's a great way to put it. It's also like, um, great for me because then I'm like, Ooh, no, I'm possessive. Don't <laughs> that was my, idea. <laughs> my idea. How dare you? No, thank you. Yes. But that's really interesting. So I guess leading up, what are things that people can look out for and to like signif- signify that this is something that they need to change as a part of their set and return. Mm. You know, you said you like found out, like you looked back at your journaling and was able to find that. Are there any like things people can do? Cause like you obviously don't want to resist any of those changes because that's what will m- possibly make it bad. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think bad is that's where it gets scary. For, yeah, yeah. I think Quote, it, it, with the Saturn return, it's not so much like there's a secret answer and it will mm. unlock itself to you. It's more mm-hmm. like you have to make some decisions about, do you want to be 30 living in the city paying mm-hmm. X amount for rent? Do you want to have to move back closer home to your family? Mm-hmm. Is it time to set boundaries with those people? Mm-hmm. And so I think the only bad decisions you can make during a Saturn return are the ones that betray your desires or mm-hmm. your authentic self. Like if you're looking for things that might be worth it re-examining, mm-hmm. I would say there are repeated lessons. Constantly, I was just having issues at work, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I was doing, mm-hmm. no matter what angle I took from it. And I, I just kept having friends who were quitting and freelancing. And it was like, I was watching other people live my dream. And the only thing that had been stopping me was not doing it. And so I think if you're finding yourself clutching so tightly to something for the only, the only reason being I worked so hard for this, or this feels like it should be, or I don't want to give this up. Like ask yourself, are you holding on to something that is trying to get away from you because yeah. it's not yours? Because you're are you creating your own misery? But yes, because yeah. you're comfortable with something. Yeah. And I think the other thing about Saturn too, it's, it's about delays. It's about having to build a structure. It's about having to take your time. So mm-hmm. like in Hannah's case, I have her chart pulled up really quick. Uh, uh. So Hannah, your Saturn is in Pisces in the fifth house. And so you are very connected emotionally to your art. And like you have said, you, you know what you need to do. And so in Pisces though, you're the dreamer. You're like, I already see myself accepting the Grammy bitch. Let get me there. Like, and my shit's good too. Let's go. Like, so the, the Saturn energy for you is it's the delay. It's the, I know you want to be there and you are doing what you need to, but it takes recording dozens and dozens of demos. It takes taking several trips mm-hmm. to Nashville. So some people might feel the crunch of like, I need to get, I need to make an emotional decision. I'm not ready for some people are like, I just have to put in the time. So Saturn can have a few meanings. It's, uh, you know, do I build the process out? Do I have everything I need to? Because you can leap before you're ready, but it'll be harder if you don't take those active right. steps. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, like Hannah, in your case, you could quit now and you could probably pull it off. But like you said, it makes more sense to wait. And that frustrates <laughs> your dreamy Pisces. Who's like, I just want to do this now. I'm ready to chase my dreams. I'm, I'm living my dream. I want to live it the whole time. But like you said too, you have more than one dream. You're kind of living both. Yeah. 
So that's the other thing. It's life's messy. It's complicated. You can want many things at once. Yeah. So if you're like Saturn turn, you know, it's like, like mine, like mine, like with the creativity and everything like that, Mm -hmm. is that something that's also going to like happen again in my fifties, like underneath like that same like ruling, like, or is it changing like for different things? So I'm glad you mentioned this. So again, with Saturn returns, we're talking about a few things. We're talking about first when Saturn returns to the exact degree Mm. in the sky. So in your case, Emily, Saturn is in Aquarius at 28 degrees. So Mm -hmm. your first Saturn return is going to be February 24th, 2023. Rock on. And so for Hannah, for you, it's Pisces at seven degrees. So yours will be February 7th, 2024. And so as the planets are, (laughs) as the planets are moving through the signs, they're like, as Saturn enters your sign, it, it creeps closer toward that degree, the exact degree hits, that's the date of your Saturn return. That exact moment, you can create a, a bi-wheel. You can create a transit chart of your birth chart versus the exact sky placements because Saturn will be in the same spot, but the other planets might not be. Mm, okay. So for your first Saturn return, you'll have a chart. For your second Saturn return, you'll have a different chart. And then in the years where you have multiple, so uh, for you and I, Emily, in our fifties, we have three Saturn returns. Each of those dates will have a different transit chart. So the overall theme will be very similar. Again, the house it's all happening in is the larger life theme. The transits will show you the different flavors, how it maybe Ooh, evolves, okay. how it's different from the last time. So again, it's one of those things you can look ahead, but I always think it's more fun to look back and say, oh, wow. So that's what I was going through. When I was doing this and this is how it's kind of different now. Yeah. And probably you're looking back thinking you thought that was so hard to go through, but it was a piece of cake. I was like, and you were crying the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Now you're so happy now. Like, right. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting to see how it plays out for different people, because it's not always your career. I feel like Mm. with some people it is, but like with other people, like my, like the guy I dated, like he got divorced and I can testify that he is still needs to work on some things because he didn't really learn his lessons and it's like sad to return and everything. So he's still he's going to get another chance, hopefully when he's 50. Right. Swing right back around. Exactly. <laughs> so if that's the thing. Like if you don't learn quote unquote, like your lesson, like in your twenties, thirties, will you have another chance to, or is yeah. it something? Yeah. Okay. So you'll, if the theme comes back, so if you didn't, if you didn't address whatever your Saturn return might've brought up uh, Mm -hmm. in your personal relationships, even emotionally, Mm -hmm. if you didn't get your financial crap in order 29 years later, it's going to swing back around. So for Mm -hmm. people who have kind of laid that groundwork, they'll be dealing with like the more nuanced challenges. It's like, okay, you know, you built the first level of this empire this this relationship you put in the hard work you confronted your issues you made a tough choice for your career let's build it the next layer if you haven't built the base level now you're scrambling to build more double time Mm -hmm. so it really does benefit you to just you know always be self-aware self-reflective and um give yourself grace you know you're allowed to you're allowed to fuck up you're allowed to do things that maybe you shouldn't, maybe text that X, maybe DoorDash something hey. for the third time today, <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it's a, it's, it's a culmination of many decisions 
to lead you where you want to go. Yeah. And it's not as scary, I think, as a lot of people seem in, unless, you know, you're not putting this forth. Cause I think a lot of people, at least that I've seen on TikTok and Hannah, I don't know if you've seen this on your for you page or in the videos that I send you constantly all the time uh, for your own personal for you page. But I've seen people be like, you know, if you've been manifesting something like your life and like writing down these intentions, your Saturn returns really where the universe is going to be like, okay, you said you wanted this, like you ready to be like in check kind of thing. And I think you like, I, at least for me, (laughs) I will manifest certain things and write them down and put them in my journal. And then I have the habit of self-sabotaging because I'm like, wait, no, I know this is exactly what I've been asking for, but I feel like I don't deserve it in some way. I feel like, you know, this is all going so great. When's it going to hit the fucking fan? Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think the one thing about manifesting too, especially like TikTok's version of manifesting is they're like, you just need to write in your journal at two, 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 and everything (laughs) will be great. And it's like, but like you said, it's like, you can manifest, mm-hmm. but uh, you have to work for the opportunities. Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking about like Saturn returns, don't just come and be like, nice relationship. It would be a shame if I put some hot girls on your boyfriend's Instagram page. <laughs> like it's, it's more like, Hey, we're checking in status report. Are you convincing yourself this relationship's better than it is because you wanted to be a wife and a mom for so long or yeah have you been making these compromises at this job because it's prestigious it's more like a a reality check and so um ultimately astrology is a prescriptive tool people always have the choice to do what they will in in their situation And, and again even in a situation like you know surprise we're getting divorced you do get to control how you react and yes. what you take away from it and what you learn from it. So yes. yeah, I mean, it's not all like, yes, I manifest a new job and now I'm doing it. Like some people get the whole house of cards knocked down, but when you're standing in the, the mess, you get to say, okay, what do I actually give a shit about that yeah. I'm taking with me? And That's you can leave point. the bullshit behind. So I think it's about framing your perspective differently and looking at it as like a, an opportunity to kind of- yeah get something new going, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I, I, I keep going back to the writer, the guy that I dated, um, because he was explaining to me everything that happened, uh, around this time of his life, um, that I'm in. And he was like, yeah, like my wife at the time told me she wanted to get a divorce. I also got fired from my job. And then I also got in a car wreck and lost (sighs) my car. And I was like, but astrology is real. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was like um that's your set of return baby how's uh and you're not doing it? well yeah, <laughs> there's a reason for that and of course you know that capricorn moon of his was like um no what's astrology this isn't real i'm like god you're <laughs> supposed to be a libra sun and what is this <laughs> but I, yeah i i for him i feel like there were certain lessons that he definitely didn't take like notice of and care of and I think one of them being like relationships but he was able to see other parts of his life that I definitely think took priority which was career wise and you know health things like that so even though all this like shit could hit the fan it's up to you to determine like what are you trying to fight for for the rest Mm -hmm. for the next 29 years and yeah, and then uh, and to another point, you know, like 
there are people who have a situation where it's like, I want a divorce. And that's the apex point of no, wait, I, no, 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 we can turn this around. But mm-hmm. again, it's about putting in work. So these, these it's like things, a wake up call in a way. Yes. Yes. It, it, it doesn't always have to be the, the bad things that come through can be signals of, Hey, you've been letting this slack. You're going to lose this if you don't put in the work or mm-hmm. something like that. And again, yeah, it's all very much about your, your personal choice in mm-hmm. what is being presented to you. I like that way of framing it, like a wake up call in a way. I think it's easier for people to understand if it's framed that way, then yeah. there's like pivotal shift in like the stars and your everything's going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would make a lot more money if that's how astrology works. But... <laughs> Just tell me what to do, Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could. I'm sure that there's somebody out there that is doing that. There are. Unfortunately, I'm just a nerd who knows how to read a birth chart. (laughs) If you if you want actual (laughs) psychic information, you should consult real psychics. I'm just a a dipshit with it with an internet subscription. So (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. (laughs) Hey, that's valid. That counts for something. Lauren, you also asked some of your uh, followers um, if they had any questions. Yeah. So a lot of people asking, um, like how to look at what will be playing a major roles. Okay. So Hannah, this is your chart with, uh, all of the aspects pulled away. Hannah's it's- face. <laughs> this, this isn't is even actually the full. So this is this? actually really quick. This is your birth chart. This is, uh, this just is to- taking me back to like freaking geometry. Yeah. I am having a lot of trauma right now. <laughs> It will be a pop quiz. Let me memorize it real quick. (laughs) So these are your, uh, these are your Saturn aspects. So these are the planets that aspect your Saturn. So not just with your Saturn return, anytime Saturn is involved. And this one right here, this is the stinker Chiron in Virgo in the 11th house. So with your 11th house, it represents your vital force to function as like a group. You like being a part of a lot of groups. And in a way you kind of shield yourself from like pursuing your own passion. Like you're the kind of person who like will willingly be like, I support you. I support your creative adventure. But when people want to give you the support, you're like, no, it's fine. I'm going to do my own thing. So you need to. Lauren's spilling some tea up in here real quick. (laughs) You want to, <laughs> um, it, it's the Chiron and Virgo. So Chiron is a, is the wound. It's like our inner critic. It's where we kind of feel a little insecure. And so in Virgo, it's daily action routine. Again, like you were saying, if I could just get out there to record for you, especially with it opposing, um, your Saturn in the fifth house, you are having your cake and eating it too right now. So you are having to do things slowly because you do want to do the corporate job and you do want to do the singing. And like you said, maybe one day you'll have to pick creativity or this like career uh, public image kind of cusp situation. But right now you're kind of just enjoying both, but that's the major one. So when you're looking at how Saturn influences your overall life, you'll want to look at the aspects Saturn does with your chart. And then each of these houses will show the major area it's all being activated in. So incredible. Isn't that <laughs> look, it does look like Wild. math. It does. <laughs> God. It's that's really kind of like, that's so true though. Yeah. Like, it, it really is. 
Yeah. I mean, like my, I, I am such a big, like I have such big imposter syndrome with like both my like corporate career as a speech therapist and then like as a musician. And so I like find myself not wanting to do, like, even with taking this new job, I'm like terrified. I'm like, I'm, I'm there's no way I'm going to live up to this. Like, yeah. so you're like, if so I I've keep got, one foot in each area, exactly, I don't have like to fully... something will kind of like make its way and like be, yeah. you know? So I think, I think that's the biggest thing holding me back is that I don't think I'm good enough. And so if I have both, then I can't really fail. Cause there's two right. things. You've got I'm a fallback option. Yes. Yeah. Which is, and you like not, them both. Right? I do like them both, but they're just totally different. Right. Yeah. You've always been the kind of person who's had a plan B. And Mm -hmm. meanwhile, I'm like, now let's just see what works. (laughs) Let's just, let's just try it and see what works. Just wing it. Yeah. It's like, if it doesn't work, then, you know, just wipe the dirt off and just get back up again. I'll just do something else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that terrifies me. So yes, I always have a plan B always. But it's interesting because like, is there another sign in her chart that affects that decision? Because, and I could be wrong because I've met so many Aries in my life and I know you're an Aries son and people always say like Aries impulsivity kind of thing, but you're, you're you're not. (laughs) Yeah. So the Scorpio moon is definitely, and it's at 29 degrees. So it's at a a critical degree. The critical degrees are zero and 29 because they start and end signs. In your case, 29 is good. It's kind of like you're ending a karmic cycle. You're kind of at the final boss, if you would say that, because 29 sits right on the cusp of like the next sign. So your Scorpio moon, you're very much about like, I'm happy to change and grow and evolve I'm not scared of that but don't rush me don't rush Mm -hmm. me on it I Mm -hmm. need time to process what I need to change first and if there's one thing about me is you're not going to tell me about myself your moon is in the second house which is the house of personal values and finances and like not only your material goods but what you value and stand for and like what you'll put up with so for Scorpio it's very like I need to feel secure I need to feel like this is, and it's on my timeline. So take your opinions elsewhere. (laughs) And I think it's interesting that your husband is a Capricorn son, you said, because he's probably one of the few people who can actually crack you open and be like, what's okay. What's actually happening here. It's just funny. You say all that because I literally like sent her an audio message the (laughs) other day being like, change is good because if you don't change then you can't grow <laughs> literally she was singing like the song that song it's about- <laughs> and I saved it because I was like this I have to have this for the rest of my life you're gonna um, sample it just <laughs> <laughs> oh just god an like, amazing do it. Do idea it. Do it. <laughs> like change it into like how Ari has that um little voice voice like message voicemail in the beginning yes. yep you're yes. gonna next really. it's gonna be like marvin's room it's gonna be all muffled be like you have to just chase your dreams or someone else yes <laughs> god I, if i had known that was gonna happen i would have made sure i was on key you're like i would have done it's it okay there's tanks. there's auto-tune there's we're gonna manipulate it you're gonna sound like you're like in another room like a Perfect. freaking like angel echo <laughs> in the lakes. I don't know where I'm going yes, with this, yes. but oh, I love it. Wow. Awesome. Thanks. Now yes. I don't have to write a song to it, and here we go. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Uh, you didn't know you were going to be a star, did you? No. I mean, I knew not I in be- that, not in that capacity. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bitch, I knew that. I got a Leo son and it's in a 10th house. Like I've been known this. Like I was no, born you famous. famous. The rest of you have to catch up. <laughs> right, thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad somebody understands my life. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's so but funny. I guess also my, one of my last questions I have is like, is this like your Saturn return a good time to do your shadow work? Yes. Yes, for sure. Because it's a time where you benefit greatly from taking inventory and reassessing. And I think astrology aside, 27 to 29 is kind of the age where you're like, you're really an adult adult for the first time. Yeah. And being an adult gives you clarity about your past, your past relationships, past friendships, Mm -hmm. whatever that you just don't have at a younger age. And so I think it's one of those things, if you're already someone who does a lot of shadow work, even thinking about just getting back into journaling, I think having a recorded uh, version of what you were experiencing, not only helps you process it in the moment, but it Mm -hmm. gives you a lot of clarity once you're in a different place, because, you know, like you said, with all the manifesting TikTok stuff, there's a lot of talk about manifest manifest. I don't think there's enough talk about like, how do I appreciate being in the moment? Being present. Yeah. You need to have proof that like, Hey, I was, when I was going through it, I promised I would appreciate this stuff mm-hmm. when I finally got my way. Like, mm-hmm. look how far I've come. Maybe I need to fucking relax a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And take some pressure off of you in a yes. way. Yes. And I think so that's the other thing about Saturn returns. It's like, it's a big moment, but you're always learning. Like it's yeah. always going to happen. It's not just like, all right, you're 31. See you in 29 years. Right. Yeah. Like you're always, it's like, okay, like you learn these lessons. How are you going to apply them for the next 29 years? How are you going to make them work? And are you constantly like working with yourself? I mean, there's certain things that I've noticed. And I think around this age, I've started reconnecting with my inner child in a way, mm-hmm. because I, recently I had this realization the other day that like you know I love crystals I'm so into all of that as a kid I liked collecting rocks and that brought me so much joy and I'm like oh my god like no wonder I'm like into this kind of stuff because that's exactly what I was like obsessed with when I was a kid and it's like me nurturing my inner child and there's times where I've dated men that you know don't believe in all of this and so like I downplay it and I'm like you know like it's just my crystals like it's pretty pretty. I just like I'm like I don't believe in all of it like I literally went on a date with a guy and was like you know yeah like I like astrology but you know it's like I'm not like that like I'm not like that girl kind of thing blah 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 blah. and I'm like why are you downplaying this like you are that girl it's like I already have your birth time (laughs) he's like I'm a Virgo and I'm like okay all right all right check please I'm gonna get out of this car real quick I'm just gonna tuck and roll um but yeah like there's so many times where I've started to notice different toxic cycles that I have been like living on repeat in my early twenties, especially. And now I'm at this age where I'm like starting to trying to get off that roller coaster and, you know, take a break and just reassess like, what are my needs? What are my standards and my relationships? What, you know, I, before I moved out here, I was working a retail job, not happy in it. And then I finally came out here and like somehow got a job like two weeks full, like working in podcasting, like like, I made the leap in it. 
it paid off in a way. And that's what I kept telling myself. Your soul like knows what it wants. Like you said, like you knew as a child before society put on you, like girls don't act like that. Do this. Mm -hmm. This is how you get boy before all of that crap. Like you said, you were playing in the mud, grabbing rocks, (laughs) didn't care what anyone thought. And like, when we are like stripped bare at our like rawest moment of like, everything's going wrong, you Mm -hmm. know what you are passionate about. Mm -hmm. And like you said, going back to that shadow work thing, get back in touch with your inner child, your, your inner teenager, Mm -hmm. you from two years ago, just check in with the past version of yourself and say like, what are we doing? Is this exactly where we want to be? And if it's, if it's not exactly where we want to be, can we still get there? Yeah. And kind of enjoy this moment for what it is Yeah, on the way. Yeah. Cause there were moments where, I mean, when I was like eight years old, I found out what Los Angeles and Hollywood was. And I was like, that's where I want to move to. And I tried to convince my parents countless times to move to California. And they're like, <laughs> no. And so <laughs> I remember, you know, having the goal of moving out here and like not having a job lined up at all. And people are like, what are you going to do? Like, wh- how are you going to like afford to live out there? Like you don't have a job. And I'm like, I'll figure it out. And I got out here immediately was here for two weeks and got a full-time job in podcasting and what I liked. And it was just something inside of me saying like, yeah, you'll figure it out because once you're there, like, it's like, everything will just start clicking. Yeah. It's just, it, everything will start falling into place because you're taking that next step to uh, grow. Yes. And that's the other thing is that it, it's not, like we said, manifestation takes action. So it's not like you were moving to Los Angeles, two suitcases and a dream. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. been doing the podcast with Hannah. You have been working on the thing you wanted to be doing, even when you were in a situation, maybe that wasn't where you wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. when you did take that leap, Mm -hmm. you're walking in with experience, Mm -hmm. you're walking in with a perspective, you're walking in with the skills. So I think that's the other thing about a Saturn return. Only, you know, the work you're doing towards your goals. Mm -hmm. So you can make some choices that look crazy to other people, but like you said, you knew what you had to do. You'd been Mm -hmm. doing it. And Mm -hmm. that's why two weeks later, you're doing what you love because you've been doing what you yeah. loved. It's like you put in the work. Corporate. Yeah. You put in the yes. work and then Saturn's like, okay, you put in the work. So we're going to reward you. Yes. Now. It's about like, structure. It's about building routines. It's about putting in the time and people feel constrained by it because it's not fun to have to show up every day and do your little emails and figure out how taxes, that's not the fun stuff, but that's what deters a lot of people. It, a lot mm. of people quit before it can get good. Or mm. if you're sad and returns dealing with a relationship, you get confronted with something that maybe triggers your childhood, triggers a past relationship, instead mm-hmm. of confronting how you're being triggered and, and how that needs to be worked on, people break up, they run away, they, they detach So the confrontation will always be there. It's about how do you handle it? Do you run head on? Do you run away? Mm -hmm. And if so, like, how long can you run before it comes back around? You might Mm -hmm. as well just confront what it is in the moment and say, Mm -hmm. I can only control my reaction and I can only control so much. I love that. And I think that ties Mm -hmm. in perfectly with our previous episode where we're talking about literally showing up for yourself because that's ultimately like what it comes down to is just showing up for yourself and Mm -hmm. taking the necessary work that needs to be done to get rewarded for it. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great note to like end on and wrap it up and everything. But before we let you go, Lauren, um, and I think that's a great survival tip. Like I want to use that as a survival tip as well for this week's episode, but before we let you go, 
give yourself a shout out. Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can get at you. Your, the mic is all yours. Yes. So if you want to learn more about astrology or pop culture, celebrities, lifestyle content, Lauren Ash Astro on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, I post daily TikTok astrology videos and my website has free astrology educational resources. So thank you guys for having me on always. I love doing this podcast with you guys. We love having you. And yeah, we loved having you on here, Lauren. Make sure you guys check out astroseek.com if you guys want to get more information about your own Saturn return and see that chart. You guys can get on there for free and get a more in-depth reading or also just like reach out to Lauren herself, hit her up on Instagram, sign those DMs like I did and get your own Saturn return. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.